Good evening. We interrupt your normal programmed propaganda of dehumanization to sell you a new kind of fear that will lead to apathy. A fear of the past, the truth it holds, and the loaded gun, I mean questions, will ask to shape and dictate your opinion. It is at this critical moment in human existence that we must race towards the truth, or at least whatever theory of the truth we're going to sell you tonight on a special edition of 420 Minutes. This week, millions upon gabillions of die-hard and soon-to-be overtly toxic fans of the number one podcast, Hooters Jr.'s The Durgan McFlurgstang Story, leave a five-star written review, gathered around their Alexa speaker system to listen and be recorded listening to the latest episode, entitled Child on Trial in the Heart of the Bile. In this ninth installment of what some are calling the greatest depiction of courtroom drama ever depicted, we learn that this is the greatest depiction of courtroom drama ever depicted. Which is totally not just my own opinion, or the opinion of the financial backers of this program, who also have a shared financial interest in the success of Hooters Juniors. No, we'd never assert our ideas onto others like that in a covert fashion. Just like how Bill Gates doesn't run his own PR campaigns through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation by giving tax-free money to media organizations who then funnel that money into to other media organizations that write puff pieces about the Gates or contribute to his and the Waltons crusade to demonize teachers unions through television shows like in one Law & Order episode titled Rubber Room where the faults of a teachers union lead to the deaths of three students and a bomb going off at a school. No, nothing like that. That would never happen. It would be so ridiculous you'd think I'm a lunatic for saying so, right? It sounds absurd, doesn't it? I mean, there's no real connection between Gates giving NBC millions of dollars only months prior, his ideology, and what they portray through culture-defining television. And it'd be absurd to financially back, through a shell company called the Participant Media Foundation, a documentary in support of charter schools, in which you have a huge financial stake in, and then go on to act like you had no hand in making that film, or a hand in Vox Puff pieces about that film and your thoughts on it, all while not acknowledging your hand in indirectly funding Vox Media. Again, using totally tax-free money, which then allows you tax breaks for donating money. And there wouldn't be anything to question about why Donald Trump's foundations have been subjected to far more vicious illegal battles, all while Bill Gates gets away scot-free doing much more illegal things, allowing him to continue taking advantage of poor brown people around the globe under the guise of medical treatment. And that would give no ammo to anybody questioning the bias of media organizations, and it wouldn't help shape their views, or push them towards putting faith in a presidential candidate who, no matter how racist or fascist he is, took the opportunity to point that problem out, putting everything else upheld by those media institutions into question. You know, if that hypothetical person questioning things wasn't already a Christian nationalist who deep down just wants a white ethnostate or whatever. But uh, that's beside the point. No, a situation like that wouldn't contribute to or help create the political environment that we're currently entrenched in. I mean, if you don't agree with what we're saying here today, then you're just a dumb country bigot who can't read or speak right. Obviously. No, that's not something to think about, nor an opinion, like the opinion we're not giving today, because that opinion 
is a fact. About this episode, I mean. In this episode, our hero, everyone's hero, host, host of the number one podcast, has found himself smack dab in the middle of a classic courtroom drama, conveniently placed just before the end of the season, almost as a transition into the climax of the entire story, a story that is to be told. And what a first season among many other seasons of the most five-star worthy written reviewed podcast that has ever been reviewed. Hell, I'd give it six stars if I could, but I can't. So my undying and eventual toxic love for this show will have to suffice, as well as my patronage at patreon.com slash and of course, my forcing of this program onto other people through the word of mouth. Thanks, word of mouth. You're so welcome. Episode 9. It was a heated courtroom drama, just like all the other totally real media representations of our legal system that we not only love to uphold here on television, but to uphold across all mediums of entertainment. Because we're told to. And though some lower forms may call us class traders, or propagandists, or peddlers of genocide, we know it's just their envy speaking. And boy, are those lower forms envious. I often watch them. I mean, you, my viewers, from atop my ivory tower as you feed on the dirt and pebbles I throw down to you. And I humbly accept your gratitude and apologies for being so poor and dumb, but also stupid. But remember, viewers, it's better than going hungry. Uh, sir? Yes? Th the episode. Oh, oh, yes. A episode 9. Prosecutor Paul, man in a fort, really seemed to have host against the ropes. That is, until this moment. All right, uh, Mr. Man in a fort, you may call the next witness. Thank you, Judge. We call Mrs. McFlurgsting, the mother of Mr. No, Paul, you don't know what you're doing. Host... I think I can handle my own. Oh my god! Oh my god. Did, did that bird just murder Paul Mann in a fort? No, Judge. Mrs. McFlurgsting just made good on her promises. You see, for most listeners, most ignorant, dumb, bigoted listeners, there was nothing special about that scene. But 420 minutes noticed something about that scene. Something that led to answers. Answers that were exploitable in a podcasted format. Oh my god. Did, did that bird just murder Paul Mann in a fort? No, Judge. Mrs. McFlurgsting just made good on her promises. What exactly were those promises made by Mrs. McFlurgsting? And was Durgan hatched? Our wages here at 420 Minutes did some digging. And what we found was so shocking. Hey, hey! This isn't a double cream macchiato. It's only a single cream. I'm sorry, sir. How many of you do I have to throw from my ivory tower until you finally get it through your collective skulls? I've got it, sir. I've got it. <sighs> anyway, here's our guess. Mrs. McFlurgsting. Uh, Miss McFlurgsting, why'd you do it? What was the promise that you made good on? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't speak Bogan. <laughs> Can we get a translator in here? Here, sir. All right. Continue on, Mrs. McFlurgstang. The year was 1989. We had just invaded Panama, and our team was sent in to extract General Noriega. Wow. 
You were the ones who took him down? No, we were there to go on vacation with him. And all of our other classmates from the School of the Americas. The School of the... Never mind, Th that's too long of a story to tell here. And would probably make some people, even pro-military people, question the justification for the Western Empire as a whole. Anyway, it was me, uh, my, my husband, Colonel McGhostface, and Paul. Paul Mann in a fort. Wow. So since we couldn't get Noriega because the U.S. government was pulling a Waco on the Holy See's embassy where he'd taken refuge. Pulled a Waco? Yeah. Van Halen and all. Anyway, since we couldn't do that, we decided we'd just go help the oil companies assassinate indigenous protesters. But then, the worst thing happened. Flashback, flashback, flashback. No, honey. It, it's okay. It's my time. But Colonel McGhostface, we can't lose you. You won't. If you put me in the ghost machine, remember, that, that was something mentioned in episode two that we never really dealt with. Well, sure. You're the inventor of it. Yeah, I am. But I need you both to promise me something. Yeah? If there's ever a situation in the future in which either of you have a hand in Ukrainian civilians being sniped from towers during a civil war in 2014 or whatever, one of you needs to kill the other. Wow, that's oddly specific. Isn't it? Honey, come here. I want you to have this. No, it, it's what's inside the box. It's clear. I know you've never done it before, but it's totally chill and nothing to worry about. Anyway. And that was the promise I made. It was a promise to my late husband. Okay, cool. Are, are we done with this? I'm done with this. But, but sir, the, the show... Preachy-ass nonsense. I, I don't want to deal with this. But, sir, how do we... Like, if you're going to talk about the plutocracy and make fun of Australians, why not Rupert Murdoch? It was right there, the whole time. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm going back to my passion project. Alcohol. Um... Anyway, that's been the show. Tune in next, uh, yeah.